Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Today, what I want to talk about is money and how it applies to your practice. So I do a smart injury doctors program and I coach doctors all across the country. And one of the things that comes up is money. Money comes up always. Money is a big thing in your practice. People will, uh, I'll get into consulting calls and I'll go, okay, what are your goals? And recently I was in one that really changed me actually. Um, because one of the things when you, when you start to coach people, you have to confront the advice that you're giving them and make sure you're applying it yourself. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. And and this woman does not even know, a female chiropractor does not even know how much she actually helped me while I was coaching her. But, um, you know, we, we just started coaching and she has some goals. She's been doing things for a while and she wanted to get into the injury market. And so I was looking at her practice statistics and her practice statistics were the fact that she sees quite a, a really a healthy number of new patients every single month, but she had like a 12 PVA. So she had a very low patient visit average, which means a couple things for me. One is communication, but her communication is really good. Normally when people have a low PVA, remember in a private practice, you grow a practice by either uh, more new patients what you charge per visit, and how many visits is the average time you have a customer come back. So repeat business. Those are the only three ways you can grow a, a health clinic. So when I see a PVA that's really low, um, I go, okay, there's either a communication problem or there's a money problem. And usually it's a combination of both, but oftentimes it's money. So the one that I want to talk about today is money. So she had a, at her goals um, some really a, amazing goals. You know, she wanted to to be able to take her family out on vacation. So I asked her, well, what's causing you from doing that now? Money. Good. She wanted to actually, they, they wanted to start a ministry and, and to blow up a ministry. And I'm like, well, what's preventing you from doing that? Money. Uh, they wanted to actually have a retirement. Well, what's preventing you from doing that? Money. Right? So there's this idea of money, 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 money. And so you got to get you got to get straight with money. And most people have been raised or their money ideas are not their own. Um, it's basically what you've been raised around. I know. I, I mean, I was raised around. I had a family where, and I loved my family, and I had a great family, and I had a great childhood. But, I mean, I, I can remember we got pop when my dad would fill the car at a holiday gas station because you'd get a 24-pack of pop. Other than that, we might have got Kool-Aid or other things, but we didn't get pop. We only got pop if there was, you know, if, if there was, uh, you know, a, a, a fill-up, and my dad didn't fill up much, Right. I remember the days in the Clark gas stations in Wisconsin that my family got dishes when they were, uh, when you fill up a car, you filled up a car, I don't know, $4, $5, and you got a set of dishes with it, right? So our dishes were from the Clark gas station and it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that and it, it shouldn't make anybody feel bad because my, pa- my, my parents were frugal, but we were poor. I didn't know we were poor. I didn't know that we didn't have money. So I didn't really learn anything about money. The people that I, all the people that I grew up and were, were around really had a scarcity on money. I mean, they were living paycheck to paycheck. M- the majority of people that I befriended, that I lived around, that's the way they were. So that's the way I was, 
right? And a lot of a lot of you out there who have this idea of money, you have to kind of take a look around and go, okay, well, who did you learn your money concepts from? And it's your environment. Oftentimes, it's your environment. And the problem is you agree with it. And the problem is not that you agree with it. The problem is that you continue to agree with it, right? Because it's, it's not real. Money is just, it's just a exchangeable commodity. It's something that passes through people. Uh, you know, the average American does not have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money saved. Now, it doesn't mean that a lot of money's or money's not going through their hands. It just means they haven't saved it. And it just shows the idea that money is to be utilized. It's to be, it's to pass through and to go to other things. It's not for you to sit on. It's not for you to sit and go. And right now, if you're sitting on lots and lots of cash, you, you better rethink your strategy because the the degeneration of cash and the value of this cash in inflation is going down quite dramatically. But let's talk about how this applies in your practice, right? How you treat money is how your patient base will buy from you. How you buy is how your patient base will buy from you. And so if you have a scarcity on money, guess what? Every single person that comes into your clinic is going to have the same thing. Now, if you don't have a scarcity of money, you basically are going to produce a practice of people where you have far less problems with with that in your private practice. I was listening to a guy that I listened to a lot one time and it made so much sense. And um, it, it just, it, it had the idea of, he was explaining that he never actually made a business contact. He never made a business contact in a day's in, although he slept in lots of them. And I thought, geez, I, yeah, I've slept in lots of those too. Growing up, it was like, oh, yeah, let, you know, we'll just go to the Days in. It's $60 a night. You know, why go to all? To, when I was, even in my even in my early 20s and 30s, a $100 a night hotel was like, oh, my God, who you must be rich to actually have that. Right now, um, you know, it, it, it's not that way. You look at it and say, okay, this hotel is $450 a night. Okay, then that's what we have to pay. You know, three days is $1,200. Okay, that's what we have to pay. But here's, here's, the, here's the kicker to the story, right? So I'm listening to him and um, it could have been, I think it was, a, it was a Grant Cardone podcast that I'd listened to or something, I think. And anyway, um, I said, look, they never met anybody that did any meaningful business with their business in a low-end hotel, you know, eating the free food, the breakfast that nobody should even tolerate is not where you meet people that you might want to do business with, right? So you have to up your game. You have to take a look at your game and what are you willing to do? I remember, you know, as I was younger and I was raising my kids, I mean, they couldn't drink pop at a dinner. It was like, why would I want to spend an extra $2.50 per child for something that's not not even helpful for them. Now, it was good because I trained them. To, they drink water and they still today stay away from pop and things like that because we never had it. I just thought it was a ridiculous expense. But I thought about that for the wrong reason, right? So one of the things, especially today, um, as things go up, as inflation goes up, as money starts to tighten up with your patients and your patient base, one of the things you need to check yourself on is what is your idea of money and who did you get it from? And if you have bad understanding or bad ideas of money, then you need to start taking a look at who your 
associating with. Because if you're associating with millionaires or you're associating with billionaires, and let's just take millionaires, let's say, don't go so far out of reality, but let's say, you know, are you spending time with millionaires? Are you spending time with people that have definitely um, are millionaires? Because you'll see that they operate differently. They operate a lot differently. And you want to start to check your own condition. Now, to help you out, to give, if, if you, right now you have some sort of money scarcity and hey, money is going to be a problem. And I want you to do an exercise. And I, this happened to me. I, I remember I was crossing the bridge. There's a bridge that goes over to Clearwater Beach from Clearwater. And you see all these beautiful yachts and boats and you see the skyline with all these condos right on the beach and expensive hotels, three, four, five, six hundred dollar night hotels, all lining up the beach. Right. And you come over on this bridge that you get to Clearwater Beach, you go over the bridge and you start to see all of this. Right. So I'm looking at all of it and I'm going, my God. I mean, just now this isn't this is this is one this is like one two mile area on planet earth. And I'm thinking, my God, how many billions of dollars must it have, must there be? There's money everywhere, everywhere you look, there's money. And now some of you will say, well, yeah, but people don't have money. And, and, and basically they, you know, therefore I've got to protect them. I've got to save them. I've got to make my costs down. I got to cut my programs down. I, I, I have to invalidate and I have to focus on their um, inability and not address their ability, not, not communicate to their ability. When you assume somebody can't afford something, you're basically invalidating. You're invalidating their competency, their ability. Right. So I don't do that. I don't actually look and say, okay, this person doesn't have the ability to make 5,000 or 10,000 or donate 50,000 to their church, donate 100,000, donate 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million to their church. Right. If you validate that they are that way, you're validating an inability in them and you're not helping them. Right. So don't invalidate them. Don't just because you walk in and you take a look at a person and they're making a, they have a $40,000 job and they have two people, you know, two kids and you're going, wow, they need $2,000 worth of care in my clinic, right? Your first thought is going to be, oh my God, they can't afford it. Look at how poor this poor person, this poor pity, pity, pity. You're not helping that person. You're not helping that person at all. You would help that person more by getting them to spend $2,000 on your care plan and getting them healthy so they can figure out in their life how they can improve their situation, right? I bet you those of you that are on, that are listening to this right now, you have the ability to earn money and you have the ability to earn money. And as your ability improves, as your ability, your skill set, your communication sets improve, as anything improves, you're able to make more of it. How would you like somebody to invalidate you by saying, by treating you like, oh, wow, um, you don't, you don't, you're probably never going to have any money. Look at the shape you're in. Ah, I feel so sorry for you, right? It would, it would, it would be terrible, but yet that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing probably on a regular basis. And that's when you, what you're doing when you deny yourself, the stuff that goes on in your head. Oh my gosh, look at this dress. Oh, it's too expensive. 
oh man, we could go out to the, oh no, if I take three people there, it's really going to be expensive. Or we could go, hey, we could go grab some jet, jet skis and, you know, throw the kids. Oh yeah, but geez, too much money, right? All that self-talk, all that self-invalidation, right? Right now, there are three things that you should be highly focused on, on spending your money. One, anything that you yourself need as the independent business owner, as the doctor, that you feel that you need, you need to invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is the best place to place your money. Number two, investing in your business. Now, when you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your business. It's a business expense. So you invest in yourself, you invest in your business. When you invest in your business, you're investing in yourself. Right, So the three places that you focus on putting money, not being afraid to spend money, is on yourself, on your practice, and then on anything where you can take money and put it into a real live asset that generates income for you. The best one that I know of and the one that I do is real estate. Right, But you got to get to the point where you have access money. You don't keep money in the bank. Put it into an asset. Put it into something that is going to be here for a long, long time. And put it into something that's safe. I mean, I spent a whole lifetime putting money, lots of money, tons of money into risky risky things because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about money. Now, I have no regrets at all because I know that I can make a tremendous amount of money. And it's just pass-through, Right? When you go spend money, guess when a patient gives you money, it's their money. Now you pass it on and spend it, you're spending their money. It's not really your money. It's just money is just something that just passes through. It's meant to be passed through. It's meant to be put to work. Somebody else worked. They gave you the money. Now you go out and give it to something else. That's either invest in yourself, invest in your clinic, or invest in something that has a passive income potential associated with it and then yeah you you got to you got to contribute to other things contribute to your church contribute to the clubs that you want to organize contribute to your family you know make sure that you have the things that you need the food that you need the house that you need the shelter that you need the security that you need you have to make sure of all of that right but you have to get there and part of the way, part of the thing that won't, if, if right now, if, if $5,000 to you is like, oh my God, that's such a lot of money, you're going to have a hard time being a millionaire. It just is. You're just going to really have a hard time. If 10000 or 20000 is like, oh my God, I just, it's, ah, man, I just can't make a decision that's a $20,000 decision. You're going to have a hell of a time being a millionaire. Right now, should you be a millionaire? People have this idea of money. Money is evil. Money is the root of all evil. Money is, it's not. Money is just money. It's just money. What individuals do with it is individual. Right? When I was doing this consulting, um, in, a, in, in a portion of my family, um, it, it, it was it, basically what I was what I was in this consulting that this this family has a ministry, and one of the things I was saying is okay, but how many people do you want to affect? Because you can look at it, you can look at it and say, oh my gosh, um, look at these televangelists, they're just ripping people off. No, they're not, not not in my world. 
They're taking responsibility to get their message out to as many people as they can. They know that their message can change lives. And they're responsible enough to know that, yes, they need money to do that. The more people that they can help, the more, the more money they, you know, they make and they, that passes through them, the more people that they can help. It's no different with your practice. You can't help very many people if you are living paycheck to paycheck. You just can't, right? You can't make a difference of the health of your community if you barely are eking by or if, if you're not healthy yourself. You just can't. So one of the, thing, one of the issues that you have to address is this idea of money, right? Again, go out, start looking around. You're going to see there's Look at the cars that people drive. I mean, a Tesla today is $75,000. Okay. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's 75. It's not 30. It's not 15. It's $75,000. Right? For, for a sports package uh, Tesla. So look at how many of them are on the road. Everywhere you look, there's money. And so... All I wanted you to do on this podcast, again, I just riff on a, on a topic, is hopefully jar your, your universe a little bit, jar you out of maybe where you are and get you possibly thinking a little bit differently. Now, in this area of inf- uh, inflation, meat prices going through the roof and state, uh, gas prices and everything else, you want to take your practice and put it, push it into an injury practice and that's what we do. We have a lot of resources for practices to, to assist them in doing that. If you have any comments, concerns, or you want to know more about us, uh, go out to www.smartinjurydoctors.com and hit the learn more button or listen to my podcast. Listen to these podcasts. I don't know. There's 100 plus episodes now, I think. And go back. Listen to these. Put this kind of information into your head on a daily basis so that you can grow this area of practice because it's going to be very, very important in the future. Doctors, as always, I thank you for listening to me and I wish you a really, really healthy 2022. Thank you. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program.